Admittedly, photos are one area that even as a professional organizer, I struggle, which is why I'm consulting photo organizing experts Kim and Tamara of Pixel Winks for tips on backing up and organizing my photo memories. Welcome to Cocktails in Containers, your source for organizing strategies perfectly paired with a cocktail. And now, here's your host, who needs a little wine to go with her kid's wine, Christy Lingo. Hello and welcome back to Cocktails and Containers. I'm your host, professional organizer, mom to two, and admitted photo organizing struggler, Christy Lingo. With the holidays right around the corner and knowing that many of you would be just like me snapping away pictures at every photo opportunity, I figured it was a great time to bring on two of my friends and photo organizing experts. I've known Kim and Tamara for several years through the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals, and I knew they would have some great tips for me and everybody else out there to help get our photo organizing up to par before we get a flood of new photos in from the holidays. There was so much good stuff in this interview with Kim and Tamara that I wasn't able to fit it all into the podcast, and some of it wouldn't have translated very well to audio. But luckily, there is a companion video to this episode, and you can find that if you visit the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. You won't want to miss the video because the ladies talk to you about some of their awesome ideas for photo gifts that you can give this coming holiday season. So be sure to check out the video to go along with today's episode. And with Thanksgiving just days away, I figured we could spend a little time going over some wine pairings that I think will go perfectly with any of the holiday meals that you have coming up. My first suggestion is a Pinot Noir, and this is going to go particularly well with your Thanksgiving dinner. Even though it's a red, and typically you think white with white meats, red with red meats, the Pinot Noir is soft and subtle enough that it isn't going to overpower the flavor of the turkey or the items that you're eating at Thanksgiving. Also, when you have a meal like Thanksgiving that has a lot of fat and heavy foods, you want something a little bit lighter to pair with that. And that, again, is what makes a Pinot Noir perfect. Now, there are a couple different Pinot Noirs. If you get one from France, which is also known as a Burgundy, or from the Pacific Northwest in the United States, you're going to find that it's going to be a little gravelly or earthy because there's a lot of volcanic soil in those areas. And so it gives the wine just a little bit different flavor than, say, a California Pinot Noir, which is going to be on the lighter and fruitier side. So just keep that in mind when you go to pick out your Pinot Noir. Do you want something that's going to have a little more bite to it, a little more earthy, or do you want something that's going to be a little bit more fruity? Sticking in the red vein, I want to talk a little about Cabernet Sauvignon. Now, this would be a little overpowering for your Thanksgiving dinner and maybe even if you serve a Christmas ham. But say you're serving a brisket at Hanukkah or you're serving a large beef tenderloin at Christmas and you want something to pair with beef, Cabernet Sauvignon is a great way to go because again, you've got a little bit tougher cut of meat, you've got a little bit more fat there, and the tannins in a Cabernet Sauvignon are going to pair really well with those particular items. So if you have a beef dish that you're serving, head towards the cab section. 
And we talked a little bit last week about a Gewurztraminer as a white option, but I want to give you a couple other white options that would pair really well with both traditional Thanksgiving fare and also if you happen to be serving a ham or a turkey at Christmas. A Viognier is a white from France that tends to be a little bit more acidic than a Chardonnay. And the reason why a Viognier pairs so well with your Thanksgiving fare or those bigger, heavier holiday meals is because it's got a little bit more acid, it's going to cleanse your palate more so than that Chardonnay would. Have you ever noticed sometimes when you drink a Chardonnay, you maybe feel like your tongue is a little thick or fuzzy when it's done? And that is exactly what a Chardonnay is supposed to be like. But sometimes when you're eating these heavier meals, you don't want your tongue coated. You want to be able to taste the food, not everything that's sort of sitting on your tongue. So an acidic wine like a Viognier is going to help cleanse your palate, cleanse your tongue, and make that food taste a little better. In the same vein, I also want to suggest a sparkling wine. So champagnes or proseccos or a Blanc de Blanc, something that has a little bit of bubble to it, is also going to work in that same way to cleanse your tongue and add a little bit of acidity to the meal that you're having so that it's not everything is heavy. I think people often think that you wouldn't be able to pair sparkling wine with food, but actually it's one of the wines that I would recommend with almost any dish. Obviously, you want to stay away from the sweeter sparkling wines for a dinner, maybe pair those with a dessert, but a Brut, a Blanc de Blanc, a Prosecco is perfect to pair alongside of a Thanksgiving dinner. And finally, I'd like to suggest a rosé. And don't get worried, it's not the same thing as a white Zinfandel. So if you're not somebody who likes a sweet wine, that's a completely different thing. In fact, a white Zinfandel is actually a dyed pink wine that has sugar added into it. A rosé, on the other hand, is basically the same thing as a red wine where they just pull the skins off the grapes a little bit earlier than they do when they let it sit in there for a long time to develop that really dark red color. And again, these rosés have a bit of flavor to them, but a nice acidity level, which is going to make them pair really well with these big, heavy holiday meals that we'll be having. So I'm curious if you have a particular wine that you like to serve with any of your holiday meals that you have. Please drop me a line and let me know by leaving a comment on this podcast or in our show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com. I am always looking to try new wine suggestions, and so I would love to hear if you have a suggestion for me, or if you tried one of my suggestions and you liked it or you didn't. And now before I dive into the interview with our very special guests, I want to give you a little bit of background information on them. They are self-described kindred spirits or peas in a pod. Kim and Tamara met while they were volunteering at their kids' schools together. And after several years of doing these events and seeing that they work so well together, they looked at each other and said, hey, we work really well together. And thus, Pixelwinks was born. And now they have the privilege of being invited into the most precious and intimate moments of people's lives by organizing their photo treasures. And as you will start to hear, they are the yin to each other's yangs. They are a hoot and so much fun to work with, which is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring them on to talk to you today. So without further ado, let's get talking about some photo organizing tips with Kim and Tamara of Pixelwinks. 
admittedly, this is an area I struggle in. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I, <As well. laughs> I am really great at keeping the toys from coming in and carrying down kitchen stuff and making sure stuff gets done. But I, and right now I checked before I got on here, I've got 800 photos on my phone right now. But I do go, that's, I feel like that's pretty good. I'm very impressed. But I do, I do really struggle. And I always feel like this when I'm, when I'm either, when I'm putting together these episodes or when I am dealing with clients, like if I, if it's something that I'm struggling with or they're struggling with, it's something somebody else out there is struggling with, which obviously you guys have made a business about, you know, tell people what you do because it's really awesome. So Pixel Winks, we've been in existence about five and a half years. Mm -hmm. And Kim on her own initially would organize her photos every year. Um, She was a Mac person and would make annual albums, kind of like a yearbook for her family. And I think you would tell people about that a little bit. And the more Mm -hmm. we started talking about that with other people, we realized as kind of the whole digital world took off, we all have phones. The phones all have really actually pretty now pretty great cameras that take good pictures except we take 10 of them and we never go back and delete the nine that are just you know not quite as good as the one that we keep and so so we do every we tell people we do everything photo it doesn't um, we even take photos if if absolutely necessary we generally don't want to but but we will so we help people with their whole family photo archive we take it all, we digitize it if it's printed, we create a family archive of their history with digital photos, with printed photos, with slides, with videos, with just about everything. And it's easier for us because we don't have the emotion attached to it. So it's much easier for us to do that. That's probably our number one question is how how do you know what to choose for that slideshow or how do you know what to choose for that book? Well, we can tell, number one, what's important to you by how you take pictures of it. And number two, we can see themes, kind of the the photos start to tell a story and we can kind of figure that out based upon what our clients take photos of. What an awesome gift that that you guys are able to do that. And, you know, it's very true because I, I myself am totally guilty of this. I take photos and then they just sort of like live in this like cloud or on my hard drive or wherever. And I don't ever do anything. And I love the way that you phrase it, that you're telling a story or that you're, you know, telling the family, the family story or about the heirlooms of the family. And I I love being able to use these photographs to do that. To do something. Right. Right. Okay. So admittedly, I have a ton of pictures on my phone. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Let's pause right there (laughs) because 800 (laughs) is nothing. Um, Are are we going to divulge what we have on our phones? I think I have 6,000 and I know she has more. Okay. All right. I, I'm feeling very good right now. Okay. But yes. Oh, you should. Let me see. I'm looking. Although we have a lot of work stuff on there. And yeah, we have now a we're lot justifying. Of, we're justifying. <laughs> yeah. I now have 11,000. Oh, 11. I don't even know how you fit that many. Part of my thing is my, my phone will tell me like you're running out of you're space. There you go. So I, right, I, exactly. I do a lot of video on my phone also. So that takes uh, a little. You would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know how I, so, you know, so let's touch on this really quick. Uh, the reason I have so few is that I make a date with myself once a quarter. It's on my list of seasonal Good. things to do to clear out my phone of anything that I don't need any longer. And what I do is I go back to the previous season. So like if I 
when I just for the fall, if I was starting to see summer stuff, I was like, okay, I kept this on here for a reason, which I'm not even sure why I'm keeping it on. There. Right. The reason at the time seems so important right. until you get to the next season right. and you go, oh, I don't need that anymore. Right. right. But that's how I kind of keep, um, keep it under control is by setting that date with myself. And basically what I do is like two or three nights I sit in my bed before I go to sleep and I just delete, 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 delete. And I'm like, okay, that's 150. I'm done. Let me get this back down. And so right. you're lucky that you caught me after I just did it in September. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. when you say that you set a date with yourself, does that mean are you um, are you connect connected to the iCloud or not, or are you just do it all manually? By yeah, I, I'm an Android girl, so oh, that's right. right. Okay, I'm connected to Google Photos, but what I do is I do it in Google Photos because when I delete it off of Google Photos, it also deletes it off. Right, of so right. it takes it out of both places because I need We're, it. I need it out of both places. Right. right. And it does that on um, Apple's iCloud as well. But there's um, varying, I don't know, opinions about some people don't want to keep anything on their phone. And so they don't connect those. And some people do. And it's the same kind of thing. Yeah. If you delete it off of the computer or if you delete yeah. it off your it phone, you don't delete it both places. Yeah. So. Because oh. it's, it's becoming clutter someplace else. So Absolutely. Okay. So... But what's really important is the reason I do have it backed up to the Google Photos is as a backup. And yes, this is something absolutely. I know that you guys do workshops about this. I know that it is like one of your main mantras that you put out there is backup, backup, backup. So right. talk to me a little bit about how many backups you need, how to simply back something up, and like maybe even like... I don't even know why you would have to explain why, but you know, there's a lot of people out there who still don't back up. So talk to me a little bit about backing up your photos. Well, and it's technology I think that people are uncomfortable with. And so I think that contributes to them not Absolutely. figuring out how to back up. Um, Cause some backups go out of business. You know, if you have a website and you're backed up to something, they may go out of business if they don't, you know, if they don't have a plan or, you know, to keep it going. We always, yeah, we always talk about um, three backups. So one is none, meaning if you lost that one, the photos on your phone and you dropped your phone in water and you didn't have them backed up anywhere, they're gone. they're gone. So two is one, meaning if you lost, one, you would still have that one backup someplace, whatever that would be. And then three is best. And when we say three, we mean maybe two at home and then one off-site, whether that's in the cloud or whether that is... Different have, devices, you know, an external right. hard drive, paper, you know, paper prints are fine too. That's a backup as right. well. And it's easy, but a lot of yeah, people don't print don't, anymore. Right. But we have a client who just switches out external hard drives every month from his... Um, his safe deposit box right. and he just copies it over and then switches them out, um, which is great because external hard drives are a backup, but they also die their equipment like any, everything else and they're not going to last forever. Yeah, and I totally had that happen. I had an external hard drive die on me and I lost everything that was, oh. so, and right. I only, that was my only backup. So I am a hundred percent. I I know how this works. Now I have, three cloud backups. So you recommend oh. some sort of hard backup then also, right? Um, hard meaning printed or hard or, meaning or a hard drive or a CD even. I don't even know. Yeah. I, just, I think Absolutely. I can Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Some kind of hard backup because CDs, um, you know, you can still buy a floppy disk reader. Like no one uses floppy disks for years yeah. and years and years and people don't even know what that is. 
but you can go online and find a floppy disk right. reader. So or a thumb drive, right? A thumb drive would probably work too. The or thumb drives, work. those are really, you know, when first thumb drives first came out, they were meant to just transfer information from one thing to the okay. next. They're not really meant to store information. Store and save. You know, and even technology, technology dies. We all know that. So it's one of those things where you just got to keep it updated and... I know a couple of years ago, what I did, I sat several nights. I think it was actually when my second son was born and I was, I was basically like, you know, a cow for a couple of weeks sitting on the couch. <laughs> I sat there and I went through and picked like my favorite, favorite pictures and put them all on CDs. So I have this. Yeah, great. Great. Uh, yeah, because those, you, but I think get wet, you know, they're not going to die. Right. But of course I haven't done it since then. So there's no record of him <laughs> other than being a baby. So. <laughs> And there's all kinds of other, you know, like when we talk about cloud, which is confusing to everyone, but we try to tell people it's like a file cabinet in the sky. So it's another place that your photos or your documents or whatever can live on. And there's several play, um, there are several companies out there that will just make a backup of your entire computer, including your photos. And so that's another, you know, to have multiple of those is it's great. Wonderful. But yeah. what we do tell people is if it's free, you get what you pay for. So if you are using a free service online as your backup and all of a sudden they decide, decide to go out of you know, business or they start to charge, someone else has access to your photos and that's yeah. not good. That's, yeah. Yeah. So I just as a, like, I'm not getting paid for this, but like I have Mosey right. that I back up my hard drive to every night. I have Google photos that I back up everything on my phone to whenever I'm on a Wi-Fi, And then I also have OneDrive. I have the um, mm. uh, Microsoft OneDrive. Right, that right. So I have, cause I have that like as a backup to Mosey or Mosey. Right, a backup to a backup. That's backup right. to a backup. So, okay. I think that's yeah. Yeah. key. That's yeah. what you want. I feel like that's, the, I'm doing good. Okay, so not everybody is all digitized. And there are people out there, especially if they are used to printing photos or they still have tons of photos that are printed that maybe want those to be digitized or they're just overwhelmed by all the photos. They don't even know what is what. So what are some of your tips for organizing those actual photos that people have in their houses? We do a lot of that. We do a lot of that. <laughs> um, first, if there's a lot of different decades, um, when we first take, if we get bins and bins of somebody's uh, family uh, archive um, and history, we will sort by the backs and just by shapes first. We don't even have to look at the photo. We'll yeah. turn them over and, and sort them by size. You know, you know, like the 60s and 70s had those tiny little ones with a they're bunch like, of little yeah. mini Like Some four by three. Like a weird yeah, they were yeah. odd, odd size or whatever. Yeah. But that kind of tells us immediately what decade we're in. Right. And then once we get those sorted out, then we flip stuff over and then we can usually, we meet the family in the very beginning, you know, in the thirties and the twenties and, <laughs> you know, we start piecing people together and then, um, and then we just make it to where they get sorted by decades and we can, uh, events and, and then, but also we sort out the bad stuff as well while we're doing this and duplicates once we get to the 80s right 90s. you know whenever when all of a sudden no oh, buy yeah. one and send one to grandma yeah and then those never got sent to grandma so and there's just double. Double. <laughs> exactly and and grandma's not with us anymore and grandma right. doesn't want them right <laughs> so um yeah we take out all the duplicates we take them out of the envelopes we sort and we kind of just yeah. try we call it culling the collection you c-u-l-l-i-n-g we right. only keep we use what we call the abc's 
um, to sort the printed photos. And anyone can do this. You just think about it as A is for anything that you would stick in an album. It's a really great shot. You love it. B are good photos. You don't want to get rid of them. Um, they may go in the album. They may not. But C, they, yeah, they tell a story. They, uh, they, yeah. they keep telling the story. And then obviously C's are. C's go into the trash can. <laughs> yeah. Which is the hardest for people to do, which is <laughs> another reason why it's great to hire a photo organizer because we're not attached to the photos. We're really looking for the good photos. And then S would be photos that tell the story of what's happening in your family. They might be a cruddy shop, but they have some kind of meaning that you want to save that story and um, keep it so that it's, you know, could be Uncle George who never smiles in a photo in front of the tree that you always took a photo of. It just, you want to yeah. keep it. But that's a good way to think about getting rid of photos. So did we inspire you to start backing up those photos or organizing all those shots that you have hiding in a closet someplace? If you want to get in touch with Kim and Tamara, you can visit their website at www.pixelwinks.com. That's P-I-X-E-L-W-I-N-X.com. Or you can find them on both Facebook and Instagram by searching for Pixel Winks. I hope that we've given you some great ideas to get a start on organizing all those photos that you have lurking around in your phone or in a shoebox someplace in your house. I'd love to hear how we've helped you. So be sure to leave me a comment in the show notes at podcast.simplesolutionsorganizing.com and let me know how your photo organizing journey is coming along. I want to say a huge thank you to my special guests, Kim and Tamara, for taking the time out to talk to us today about photo organizing tips. And I'd like to say thank you to you for taking time to listen to this episode today. If you are enjoying these Cocktails and Containers episodes, please consider subscribing and even leaving a rating and review so that people just like you can tune in each week for my organizing and simplifying ideas for their families. Thank you again for listening and be sure to check back next week when we will be talking about clutter-free gift ideas with Emily Rooney of Happy Organized Life and minimalism coach Rose Lounsbury. Until then, take care and happy organizing.